0: But if we are, we are forcing a role on a person and forcing another person into a role, that's oppression. If you think about that, that is, you stay in this place. I get to do this. You don't get to do this. That word might feel a little strong to some people, but oppressive, what I mean is, it does not allow the person, one of the people is not allowed to stand at their full height and be at their full breadth. And so how can we come together as partners, 50-50 in this, right? And both be at our full height and our full breadth and um, support one another as
1: we grow and expand. Women have been at the forefront of many of the movements that we've seen in history. They've advocated for equal rights and different opportunities for decades. But my question to you is what role can men play in building them up? Uh, along with that is how can we become better allies and supporters of the women in our lives? And that's what we're going to dive into today on the Life Recreated Podcast. I have my special guest with me, Ms. Pamela D- Gray-Daniel. Pam is a transformation guide, a oneness practitioner, and a dynamic voice and spiritual activist for equality, unity, and justice for all people. She's the author of two books, number one, Life of My Dreams, and healing our history and co-creating a culture of oneness. She's also the founder of and chief vision officer of, we are one it's a consulting firm that provides social justice, education, and guidance for organizations and individuals looking to lead social change by transforming traditional power structures in the workplace, educational and social systems i want to welcome today with me on the show mrs pamela gray daniel how you doing pam i'm doing well nick how are you good, good, good. is it all right if i call you pam pam's calling? yeah you could call me Pam. <laughs> right. good deal. Good deal. Good deal. <laughs> okay so pam i wanted to d- dive right into this conversation so the reason that I, you know i asked you to to come on like what we were speaking about before we started um was just this issue of support you know one of the things that i've been experience in a lot in a lot of conversations with just random individuals is how important support really kind of plays a role in their lives. And mm-hmm. so that got me thinking like as, as a man, as a black man, having a black woman in my life, other women in my life, I really wanted to dive in from a women's perspective, you know, what we as men can really do to support the women in our lives. And so that's kind of the structure that I kind of want to dive into um, with this. Um, this evening. So let me start here. And I just want to go right at it. Okay, go right in. Okay, so <laughs> have you seen a lack of support um, from men, from women that you know personally in your life? I mean, I feel like it's, there's a
0: continuum, like there's a spectrum of support. Um, and I think that to, to say, yeah, there's a lack of support from you know, men to women would be like painting this really broad brush. Um, So I want to say that I think that some people have learned how to practice supporting other people very well. And some people are in a space where they haven't learned how to support themselves yet. And so they don't have the ability to support another individual in the way that they need to be supported. And I just saw you say, Whoa. I I don't
1: think about it from that angle. Right. So it's like, it's like one of those things where it's like, okay, how can I give support if I don't even really know how yeah. to support myself? Now, wh- where do you think that can come from? Like like as a person that doesn't know how to support themselves, where do you think some of that can like stem from in, in yeah. our life?
0: Yeah, I think just in general, we all have these ways that we've been either raised, things that we've experienced in life, and they shape us, you know, they... Uh, I, I don't want to use this term in a way that's like flippant, but like we are wounded by certain things that we experience in the world. And so for me, part of the life process is about coming back to self, um, healing oneself, restoring oneself, supporting oneself, knowing oneself, and also doing that, giving that back to other people as well. So I I think that it just comes from life, right? Like my personal belief is that I chose to come here, (laughs) Mm -hmm. live a life, learn about the true power that lives within me um, through dire circumstances, through, you know, different situations, and then get to a place where I understand my unique genius, who I am, what I've come to bring into this world, and then I'm in a space and place to not be um, diminished by what happens in my experience. And I can give to others fully because I've given to myself. But I really think that it's about learning, about um, growing and, and healing. And so that's how we learn to support ourselves is through a process um, a practice really of mm-hmm.
1: those things. And that can be, I, I, you know, I think about what you're saying there and that can really pretty much be a lifelong process, right? This healing it journey is. that we're going through this process of understanding, like what happened to us. Yeah. And, you know, when you brought that up and like you said, I made this face. Cause I was like, okay, well now I didn't think about that. You know, like I, I didn't think about like as a man, like, so let's say just in my own, you know, circumstances, You know, I know that there were things that growing up, I wish that I had support on, right? So Mm -hmm. sports, I was really big in the sports or, you know, and I wanted to be in the sports, but I didn't get the support that I thought that I needed from like my parents or things Mm -hmm. like that. And so, you know, because of those type of experiences, sometimes you kind of don't really learn, like, instead of learning how, for me, instead of learning how to support myself in a way Mm -hmm. that was healthy, I kind of just put up a a stone wall to it and said, okay, well, if you don't want to support me, fine, I don't need it anyway. You know what I mean? And so I think that's where, uh, you know, a lot of that dilemma um, can come from. So with what you're saying, part of, so where I'm kind of hearing you go right now is that part of us learning as men, how to support women is really for us to really begin to learn how to support ourselves. Right. In in a sense. Right. And so after that step, where do you think that we go when it comes to relationships and us as men supporting our women after we learn how to do that?
0: Yeah, absolutely. So um, the next step really is listening. I would say now I might, I think it's listening. We're going to go to with listening (laughs) (laughs) Um, because I don't know, I'm sure everybody has heard of the book, but I will just say this, the five love languages. um, Okay. So understanding what your partner's love language is, understanding how they need support and not how you would like support. So, for example, my husband is an act acts of service person. Like yeah, that is his here. love language.
1: Yeah, same here. Yeah,
0: yeah. A lot of men are like. It's really interesting that men's it's acts of service. You want to know why? Because they like to provide, right? Mm-hmm. You want to prov- as a man, you want to provide for your family, and right. so. That's how you show love. that's how you kind of receive love as well. But for me, I'm a quality time. I'm a physical touch. and so if he's serving me, serving me, serving me, but I, what I really need is some quality time. Um, one, I have to communicate that and and two, um, he has to know me too. like it's it's a practice of getting to know. Your partner deeply and intimately so that you can say an intimacy, not like sex, but like know their mind, know their heart, know their deep desires and and the things that they want to do with their life. And um, when we have that type of communication, now we're open to, hey, I'm noticing so-and-so, honey, what do you need, right? Right. Like, instead of, oh, I did this, that, and the other for you, right?
1: Mm -hmm. Right,
0: right, So, right. So it's about communication. It's about listening, asking. And that's why I love what you're doing right here, because you're like, you know what?
1: I don't know. Let me ask. Exactly, yeah, <laughs> And that's my whole thinking is like, all right, if I don't know the answer, I need to reach out and ask somebody. Mm-hmm. So to piggyback off of what you just said about the five level languages, which is an excellent read. I'm yeah. access of service. Um, Roberta is like physical touch and quality yeah. time and stuff yeah. like that. She so, she's like me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I had to, you know, learn that. Yeah. But let's backtrack. So we're saying that's now, right? That's in the relationship mm-hmm. now. We're obviously mm-hmm. more matured. Obviously, we've been at this some time backtracking before can you think back to the beginning maybe Mm -hmm. not not, maybe not necessarily the beginning of the relationship but somewhere throughout the relationship where that level of communication wasn't where it is now right how back then was the communication between you and your husband on finding each other's support or communicating the support that you need if you can think back to that
0: yeah yeah I, uh, like you said it's definitely a grow into but I really think that <laughs> um you you recognize that there's phases in relationships um and you know when you're first dating there's that infatuation phase where you know whatever they want like you're really attentive and um and then you know you might get to the part where you're you've been dated for a long time or you get married and you know, honeymoon phase is over and it's kind of like business. Like it might get like, you know what I mean? Like it's just business as usual. Yeah, and and you get out of touch with that connection part that brought you all together in the first place, right? And so I think when we enter into relationship and we have this awareness that it is about this constant growing of us, of both of us, and we're both going, we're both individuals. And we're gonna be growing, 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 growing. And we have to make um an intentional effort to connect as we are growing, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so yeah, I do remember where there were times where that 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 piece wasn't there, but I think it was because not that I was never told, but I didn't I didn't fully grasp like, oh, relationships take work, <laughs> like <laughs> they take real work. It's not all about the lovey dovey, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and so, and I remember, you know, older people saying stuff, but it never clicked in the way that it clicks now. You know what I mean? Right. So, right.
1: okay. So let, let's, let me ask you about this now, cause this is something that I was thinking about. So, you know, what we're seeing, especially in our, um, our culture, our society, just for, you know, just in recent history, you know, a lot of the roles have, have kind of shifted, you know, mm-hmm. to where before you know, we would see in a husband and wife relationship or in that type of relationship, maybe the husband going to work and the the wife staying at home, right? And being a homemaker and, and doing those things. And a lot of that has shifted now, right? So where you have um, women that are leaving the home, men that are staying. And I've been in both positions. Actually, I got the chance to stay home with our kids for about two or three years when they were really young. I was a stay-at-home dad. And that was an eye-opening experience. Totally eye opening. That's a whole other story, but it was eye opening. Yeah. But um, and then you know, obviously with my wife, she decided to pursue a career and and pursue her music career. And so one of the challenges that I've I've, I've you know just just heard in conversation is when that role kind of changes because of what we have been taught in our head on how the roles are supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Um, when that shift happens, it's like. It's it's just this struggle, right? Between like, okay, yeah, let you know, my wife's gonna go out, she's gonna, she's gonna pursue this, and it becomes this struggle, ego, whatever it could be, right? Mm -hmm. So if I'm a man in that position, right? If I'm a man in that position and I'm saying, Okay, I'm my wife is desiring to pursue this dream, right? Mm -hmm. But I'm wrestling with my ego and what I think, you know, certain things should be in certain ways things should be. Mm-hmm. What kind of advice from a woman's perspective can you give a man in that position to help him understand the, the big picture of everything kind of going on? Yeah. So I know it was a lot.
0: <laughs> no, no. Cause I have a lot of thoughts around it. I'm trying to collect them. So one of the things that I do in my work is really challenge the way that we have historically done things mm-hmm. because, um, history will keep us in a cycle of something that doesn't exactly work for everybody. And we'll still do it just because history, tradition, you know? (laughs) Right. Um, And so I, I recognize that there's part of me that there's like, it's dueling. Like, you know, this idea that a man would be so, um, open to supporting his partner in a way that says this is your dream go for it right like we'll make it happen that is that's beautiful and and putting aside that is putting aside this egoic notion of men are the covering and and i don't want to say that in like a condescending way but like it is very like woman to be owned right like (laughs) feeling um and so it, it's this beautiful like balance, it brings this beautiful balance to life that I really believe um, is necessary between men and women. Like it's beautiful. So I, I want to say that. And then I also recognize that there's a whole bunch of cultural narratives back here that are like, men shouldn't be you know, you know there's all of this, right? Yeah. And so how do we grapple with those things? Um, and I think that when we are looking for the good of, of all, like we're looking at ourselves as a unit and we're making the best decision for us as a unit, then whoever takes whatever role is, is up it's up to whatever like it's 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 all good right but if we are we are forcing a role on a person and forcing another person into a role that's oppression like if you think about that that is you stay in this place i get to do this you don't get to do this that is um again that word might feel a little strong to some people but oppressive what i mean is it does not allow the person one of the people is not allowed to stand at their full height and be at their full breadth. And so how can we come together as partners 50, 50 in this, right. And both be at our full height and our full breadth and um, support one another as we grow and expand.
1: Right. So do you think that, and, and I love, I love what you just said on that, what you brought up, but do you think that as, Somewhere in the relationship, if you do have, um, you know, both people really living to this, to, you know, the level of their dream or the level of their potential, if you will, or at least achieving that potential. Mm-hmm. Do you think that some of that can kind of cause the conflict? Because what I see kind of happening sometimes is this jealousy thing, right? So uh, where it's yeah. like, okay, you know, you and as much as we you know, there, and I'll be, I'll be honest. There's things that my wife has talents and skills in that make me so jealous. Like, I'm like, how do you even like, what, like, how come you get to do that? And I can't figure it out. And I'm over here struggling to try and figure it out. Right. And so one of the things that I I, I can see happening in a lot of those situations is that when you have people that are really trying to achieve and live to this level, they butt heads because of the jealousy, like, right. So I might be jealous of, what you're doing and how you're doing it and that causes some of the friction what do you think about that as far as yes
0: so this is so interesting because i recently just put a post up on instagram i don't know if you saw it about jealousy and envy um i was sitting on my bed the other day i was about to do a meditation and i just felt very strongly that there was something that i was learning that that spirit was like giving me about jealousy and envy and so it was this that jealousy is when we have a deep desire that has gone on unmet, and so because our deep desire has gone on unmet, we have this belief of scarcity can't happen for me. Um, that you know I not enoughness, right? And that's jealousy. Envy is a little bit different, and I think what you were just talking about is envy, right? Where it's like your your deep desire going on unmet is provoked by someone's deep desires being actualized and realized. And so what happens is we say, why is it happening for them, right? Like, what's what's wrong with me? And and what happens is it's this, um, it should, and, and these are nothing to be uh, ashamed of. Like, these are the full range of the human emotions. We experience them as humans, okay? And so I think it's very brave and I want to commend you for it, like, I'm jealous, too, of people, like, like, Tabitha Brown. I'm like, Tabitha Brown. Like, (laughs) I want to be her, right? Right. But, but what happens is when we're, when we find ourselves in that place, we have an opportunity to say, okay, there's a deep desire that I have, like, and it's unique. I believe, like, we each have this unique genius that is just in us waiting to be activated and unleashed in the world. And so what I would say, what I say to my clients is like, hey, let's focus on that deep desire. What is that deep desire? And let's speak to it. Let's call it in. Let's say, you know, um, you know, you want to, I don't know, build houses, right? Like, you know, I am a builder. I am I am creating masterpieces in my mind, I, you know, and, and affirming your talent, working on that talent, and then working to Allow that to not be a wedge between the couple, right? Like, so that jealousy, when we recognize the jealousy, it's an opportunity for us to now work. There's some inner work, right? So knowing thyself again so that we can support ourselves so then now we can come back to the relationship fully supported in ourselves and being able to fully support the other. Does mm, that make sense?
1: Good. No, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. That <clears> lot. I love what you said about jealousy. On that, it's that unmet, you know, desire that we have. Now, I think too, where where I kind of see some of the answer in you know that question that I was asking you, and, and you you kind of brought it up, is that when I'm able to to look. So when you have two people that are saying, "Okay, I realize that I have this unmet desire," but mm-hmm. instead of me focusing on like you and what you're doing and how your desire is coming along, right. Mm-hmm. I should really focus on me and building myself up so that I can now look to you and I don't have to feel threatened, mm-hmm. you know, by yeah. now, because I just said that word, do you feel like there's a lot of guys that they, they feel threatened if they were to support the women in their lives? And let's say that woman, cause there's times where women have great ideas and it just, it takes off. You know, yeah. do you feel like guys get threatened by that?
0: I don't, I don't know.
1: Um, well, I, obviously, cause you're not a guy, but. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I don't know. Um, but I think that, like I said, we all naturally have this access to the full range of human emotions. So we're going to experience it. And I say like, we're not responsible for our first thought. We're responsible for what we do with it afterwards. Mm-hmm. Right. And so um, I think that, it can be difficult for men um, who have a partner who is, you know, I think it can be difficult for anyone. That's what I'm going to say. It can be difficult for anyone. It can be difficult for a friend. It can be difficult for a partner or a husband. Um and I really think that ultimately what we have to recognize, this this is, this is my um, saying for uh, We Are One Consulting, is that there is enough and we are one. So if we feel threatened by someone else's success, we have to remind ourselves there is enough. There's enough opportunities. There's enough people in this world. There's an, even if someone is in the same exact genre as me, there's something that I can do that is like, they can't do it because they're not me right? And so being confident in our knowing of who we are, going right back to like supporting ourselves, right?
1: <laughs> Seems like be a theme. That's it. That's what I'm going to write on the top here. There we go.
0: Yeah. Supporting ourselves and feeling confident and knowing ourselves. When those thoughts come up and they will, we can speak to them and say, you know what? That person is achieving their goals. I have I'm going to tell you a little story. So, um, this was back in 2019. I have a an app where I talk to a bunch of ladies. Your wife is one of them. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um, but this was before the group got really big, and it was okay. it was just two of us, and uh, well, three. And I had this like vision of a room. And it was completely dark, and it was full of like these little light bulbs, like lining the floor, so you couldn't even see the floor. It was just light bulbs. And they all started to have like this dim glow. And then one of them started burning really, really bright. Like it was just shining. And in my mind, it was like, oftentimes when we see that happening in the world, in relationships, um, we can say, gosh, oh, well, that person's burning bright because they're closer to the the plug or they must have more wattage there, right? Instead of saying, I see their light and I am recognizing it's possible for me to burn brighter. Like I can achieve the same watch. I'm made out of the same stuff, right? And I can achieve that same brightness and allowing that to encourage us instead of, you know, diminish us. Seeing someone else burn bright is, should always be an encouragement and gives us an opportunity to have gratitude for their success, which allows us to be in an attitude of gratitude and to receive, um, be in the
1: receiving mode to receive for ourselves. Mm. And that's, that's a good point. I think you bring up a really good point. I think that, you know, when I think about what you just mentioned, that should, that, that is how it should be. You know, Mm. like my mentality a lot of times is like, you know, if there's somebody that's connected to me and they're winning, then that means Mm. that we're all winning. Like it doesn't mean that they're winning and I'm not winning. No, they're connected to me. So anything that they're doing, anything that they're putting out into the world is connected to me. And that means that I'm winning in the same way. Yeah. And, but that takes a lot of time to, well, I wouldn't say time. That. Practice. It's a practice. practice, Right. Mm -hmm. And especially in our community, especially in our Mm -hmm. culture, you know what Mm -hmm. I'm saying? There's a lot of times where I'm like, okay, like we need to be proud of, you know what I'm saying? Like, each other like you know Mm -hmm. working through that so for you how did you develop that in your own life how did you develop that habit to say you know when i see somebody else winning i'm that means that i don't have to be threatened by it i can be encouraged by it
0: yeah so first i'll say i'm not perfect and there are still times where i'm like "Hmm." (laughs) right like for a moment um but again, I'll say it's a practice. So I, one of the the titles that I've given myself is uh, oneness practitioner. Um, And it's because I really love people. Like I really, I really love people and I want us to get this life thing right together. Right. And I understand that um, we are all connected and not only are we all connected, but we are one. We can't, we can't reach our highest potential if not together, like we have to do this thing together. Um, And so I really do practice that awareness. So when I do feel jealousy, when I feel frustration towards another individual, um, so say for example, someone does something and it really ticks me off. (laughs) Okay, this person's in judgment, right? Like they're in judgment towards me. So I don't like that. I don't like judgment. Okay, so they're on a 100 on the judgment scale tone it down to 0.5. Cause you know, I'm not really judgy. No, I'm joking. But like tone it down. Where am I judgmental? How do I do that? And when I recognize, okay, you're judgmental here, here, here. Right. Um, then I get to recognize that judgment, judgment isn't something that feels good. It doesn't feel good to me. And when I'm in judgment, I don't feel good either. And so I need to tend to myself. What am I feeling when I'm in judgment? I'm feeling judged often. So how do I release judgment so that I don't show up in a way that is judgmental to others? Um, so it's practices like that um, that happen. I mean, every day we, we live with humans. They yeah. they have we have endless opportunities for people to really rub us the wrong way. But practicing this idea of oneness that we are all connected that we are all equally valuable, necessary and sacred. And how do I honor each person as they are presenting, even though I may not be enjoying their current presentation. <laughs> right. um, and so, yeah, it's a practice of unlearning of behaviors that don't serve us as a
1: as a collective group. Yeah, yeah. And I, I, I appreciate the approach to oneness. You know, when you look at, even in this conversation, how do we support the women in our lives? Really, we're talking about that oneness, that unity is what mm-hmm. we're after, you know, is, is being able to say, you know, yes, I see that you have these goals, you have these things to aspire and you, you have someone that you're going to become, you know, and it's mm-hmm. going to be really up to you to decide how you end up evolving and becoming. And so us being unified on that front really can help. I felt like I was, I was thinking about this when we were, when you were just, um, describing that. So how, how would you say like words play a role in support, like supporting? I think words are really important.
0: Um, and one of the things that I recognize is that we don't always have the same definition in our minds. Uh, for certain words. So um, I'll give an example. So somebody asking me what's for dinner, I've already added like a, like a tone. It could be in a, this beautiful tone, like, Hey, what's for dinner? I already, I don't like that. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Like that is something that feels like um, it feels a little abrasive to me. Right. Right, right. Um, And, and so like, Knowing your partner, knowing some of the things that might, and being open to having conversations about like, yeah, I really, I don't like when you ask me something this way, Um, you know, how could I word, how could you, you word this better? Or could I give you a suggestion about how it would land better with me if you said, you know, um, honey, would, would you... I don't know. I'm trying to think, would you like me to start dinner or, you know, something like that. And that gives me the opportunity to say, oh, sure. That would be a great support to me or, oh no, I'm about to cook, you know? Yeah. Um, so I think that it's important to learn how to speak someone's language in order to communicate with them effectively. Um, so words are are really important.
1: Gotcha. gotcha. Yeah. yeah. And the reason I ask that is because I just, in, just in our conversation, I could, sense that words play a big role in probably a lot of your philosophy, how you think, you know, I've been studying that a lot lately in the, like how, how I describe certain things, you know, how Mm. I describe and and try and communicate and try and, you know, help help in those ways. So I could just kinda, you know, just sense that a little bit on there. So that's good. Let's what about practical, practical wise? So men supporting their women, what about like, um, Chores in the house. How do you feel about that? I've heard me and my wife have talked about this before. You know, like I'm an access service person. So just, you know, like, so for me, it just kind of comes natural. Like, I'm Mm -hmm. like, okay, well, this needs to be vacuumed. So I'm going to grab it and vacuum it. But I know for a lot of folks, that doesn't is not the case. So on a practical level, where do you think that plays a role or how do we help brothers out with that?
0: Yeah, I think you have to know, like, it It goes back to knowing your partner, like, what and recognizing what makes them feel good. Like, you know, um, for some people, I, I'm trying, like, I have a friend who her husband offered to cook dinner and it was like. Why would you do that? Like it, it was, it was, like it wasn't, it wasn't good for her. But like, I was like, girl, listen, I'll take that. Why?
1: Why right? did, did you say why? It wasn't. Why did she describe? It, it
0: made her feel like she wasn't doing her job.
1: Oh, okay. okay.
0: So, so that's why I'm saying you have to know, like, have. It's really about communicating, yeah. learning this other individual, and and the thing about it is like you might have learned them when you first got married, but we're humans and we keep growing and changing. And so I think keeping those lines of communication open as far as like asking, Hey, you know what? I recognized you are, you have a lot of work this week and just wanted to know what can, what can I do to support you? I think that, that statement alone will one get get you exactly what they need. Right. But also like carry a whole lot of weight of, Oh, I'm, what i'm doing is also notice because i think sometimes um and i don't want to paint generally men or anything like that but like we can get in our own like groove of this is what needs to be done this is what needs to be done and we don't see what someone has done um my husband will not get upset at me for saying this but like one day he came, he came in and um he he's, he was talking about something And I was like, did you notice I put up the Christmas tree? And he was like, oh, I, dang, I didn't even, you know what I mean? And because we were joking about how the Christmas tree was up until like January 27th. (laughs) And so like, I think we can get in our own busyness and, and not have the time to check in, not have the time to notice. Um, So yeah,
1: being attentive, being open, um, Yeah, I think those are all really important things. Yeah, absolutely. And I think what I'm hearing a lot in this conversation is, it to me, and this is, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like a lot of this revolves around us, especially as men, learning how to be more self-aware, like so more awareness of, like you mentioned just now, like noticing what's going on, noticing our surroundings. But then even before where we were talking about, okay, well, we have to learn how to support our own selves. You know, mm-hmm. we have to learn how to, um, you know, be able to be a support. You know, I always think about like, I can't be a rock to somebody else. Like, what are we going to hold on to if I'm not solid myself? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So that's where I feel like a lot of that conversation definitely, um, definitely starts. So that's good. I, I like that. I like that. I really, I really like that. What other advice would you throw out to some brothers out there? Cause I know when I reached out, you had a, some thoughts so what yeah
0: are you know it's funny so when you when you reached out I was like I have this habit of unless it's like completely like a hard no like comes from out like God's like no yeah. um then I say yes right, <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: All right.
0: All right. I practice saying yes right. right so um and then I was like oh shoot I don't I don't I don't know if I have anything to add to this conversation yes. Um, and so I was like, should I ask him for questions? I don't know. Uh, but, <laughs> but um, <laughs> what was, what are some of the things I was thinking? Of? I was thinking about communication, which we hit on. Yeah, um, sure. and, and I, I kind of want to go back to this idea of healing ourselves, like having to be healed, like the best support you can give to your partner is to be working on your own personal healing. Like, I fully believe that. Um, and it's it's that, you know, what you were just saying about, I can't be a rock for somebody else if I'm, you know, I'm struggling. And so um, I don't know if you've heard of these terms, but there's in, in metaphysics, in the spiritual world, we talk about uh, the divine feminine the divine masculine the wounded feminine the wounded masculine and it's this idea that we first of all created in the image and likeness of God we all are right and so masculine and feminine energy both exist within us um and what I mean by that is it's not necessarily woman man energy but like this understanding that there's this um, complementary energy that, is a push and a pull at the same time, right? Mm-hmm. And so some of the um, aspects of like this healed part of the, the masculine energy um, is like being present and being aware and being structured, but not to the point where you're dominating, right? Right. Um, holding space, being discerning, um, being decisive, having a clear purpose. So that's the, that, healed that sacred or that divine masculine energy. Um, And so when we are wounded and we're all wounded from this world, um, we can operate in um, a fractured version of that energy. And so we talked about, when we talk about like wounded masculine energy is forceful, it's dominating, it's manipulative, it's overthinking, it's overdoing, it's controlling, it's demanding. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I think, we can see a lot of that, not just only in men, but in women, right? We all, like I said, we all have this energy. And so it's really about balancing ourselves, healing ourselves so that we're coming with that sacred, that divine, that healed whole energy. Um, So talking about wounded feminine and wounded masculine, I'm sorry, wounded feminine and healed feminine. Um, So the wounded feminine is like repressing truth, feeling unworthy, Uh, Shame and guilt, weak boundaries, codependency, always apologizing, always over-explaining. Men and women can both operate in this wounded energy, right? And then the sacred or that healed is expressive, Um, being intuitive, like just having these impulses, like, "Hmm, do this, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Being connected with love, being compassionate, creating, free-flowing, radiance. Um, So these are all characteristics that we, we want to operate in in entirety. We want to both be in our healed masculine and feminine energy. And if we're not, we're imposing that on our partner, you know? So I think when we talk about the best way to be a support to someone who we are life partnered with is to be the best version of ourselves that we can be.
1: And and to to heal, Mm, that's good, man. That is a that's a that's really good. That's really (laughs) good. I think just you know what I'm not gonna add anymore. You know how sometimes we want to add stuff to it, like I I want to hear you have something to say. say. (laughs) I want to hear. No, I think it was good. I think the energy when I was just thinking about what you're saying and kind of visualizing it in my head, and I think when we both, as men and women, get to that healed energy within us, I feel like there is that balance where there is no threat. There is yes. no, none of all these different things because we're both operating in that, that, that healed place, you know, yes. and, uh, yeah. and that's one of my big, I mean, huge, huge drives is like, we got to figure out how to heal like mm-hmm. black men, like we need to figure out how to heal. I know that's what I learned over these last couple of years. I was like, okay, we go through the world. We're thinking everything is good. We're thinking we're okay. But then all the stuff that happened to us, a lot of times, we don't realize the trauma that that stuff causes and, yeah. and how, you know, how we respond. So that is really good, man. I really appreciate this conversation, Pam. I think that uh, it 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 really helped me give me some insight. I got a whole thing of notes. So I was notes <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because there was some really good insight. And I love your approach to um, just this overall, you know, it's just that, that we really need to learn. Um, how to heal so we can go ahead and wrap it on up here awesome. I do want to know where can people find out about you I know you got a lot of great things going on so shout it out let me let,
0: let yeah me. so my website my website is pamela gray and I'm on insta and facebook at pamela gray daniel
1: Okay. Good deal. Yes. So definitely check her out. Pick up her books. They are on Amazon. I got mine today. So I'm going to be reading it once it comes in, man, because I want some good insight. And Pam, I really appreciate you. I appreciate your time. I appreciate your energy. I appreciate your family. I appreciate, tell your husband, I thank him for allowing me to spend a few minutes with you. So definitely grateful for you. So until next time, we'll talk.
0: Thank you so much, Nick, for inviting me. You have a great one.